Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Jesus reminds us to watch for the signs of his return. Today, we will explore further what we are seeing in our times that line up with what signs he said would indicate the potential of the end and his return. We will also discuss the practical meaning of this as we watch and as a remnant, prepare as he so leads. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Uh, Here we are again on End Times Friday. This is uh, now going to be August the 18th that this will be airing. Yeah, Um, good morning. Good morning. Um, How are things going for you this summer so far? Really enjoyable. There is stuff that I can't share quite yet on here, but there's some fun news for me to share coming up. So everybody will just have to wait for it. Great. We'll look forward to hearing about that. Um, Yeah, so we're, you know, we've been talking about uh, in this, uh, we've been kind of as we were uh, getting into wisdom for the things that are coming, um, that we got kind of a little bit of a redirected by uh, God into, well, I want you to talk a little bit about Israel mm-hmm. uh, in this whole perspective of, you know, what's going on there, what is going to go on there, and then how do I want believers, you know, particularly Gentile believers, to view this, mm-hmm. uh, this truth about, about Israel. And uh, so it's a really good question, and we've been, you know, processing now over the last uh, three different Fridays uh, about you know Israel and what what's happening, what's going to happen. Uh, last time we we were talking about this group of intercessors mm-hmm. uh, that was called uh, because they had been remember they had been in seventy A.D. Uh, Jerusalem and Israel didn't exist anymore in terms of the Jewish you know uh, center, right. so they were dispersed throughout the entire world uh, ever since. They kept pure, uh, true bloodline, so they're still. Um, and Jews, by the way, um, if you ask them, uh, what tribe are you with? They, they can go back and know. Mm, um, I'm, of, awesome. I'm of this tribe. And uh, they still understand there were 12 tribes mm-hmm. and, you know, were the 12 sons, uh, you know, that represented those tribes. And um, they remain pure. So they, they still existed even when they didn't have a nation and they weren't physically living in the same place. Mm-hmm. They were living all over the world, you know, in different, in different places, but they did form up in, you know, what we would call small groups. Mm. Um, so my small group of, you know, 50, 60 people, well, we would, we would basically live and you can go to places like go to, go to Germany, go to uh, Amsterdam, go to France, England, uh, there's a what's called a Jewish neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where the Jews lived in that right. place. In fact, when we were in Spain, I remember taking a tour of one of the Alhambras and looking out over, and they said, you know, to the this side, that is the Jewish neighborhood. Right. You know, that's to where, this day. Yes. Right. And they would. So they would. It wasn't when we said disperse. It wasn't uh, that they would only be uh, single or couples alone. Mm-hmm. They would go with their families, with other families, 
and they would they would get into the same physical location, mm-hmm. but they weren't operating as a governing uh, body. Right. They were just part of something else, but they did they did stay together, and they did they did remain pure. And mm-hmm. the remarkable thing is that they married within the faith, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, primarily, I mean, there's people that didn't, but primarily they did, which is why today they're still Jewish <laughs> because mm, they're they're of the of the heritage of the bloodline. They're they're bloodline mm-hmm. Jews. Um, okay. So uh, last time we talked about uh, intercessory and how it began uh, in England, and I know that after after we taped you and I, you had a question about, yeah. um, uh, you know, because I made certain statements that might not have been clear. So why don't you why don't you ask your question and then I'll I'll describe a little bit. Just uh, clarify. Yeah. yeah, as you had described in 1848, this prayer movement starting. Um, I was just curious, really, where where in Britain it started, and where the location of Christ Church was that you were speaking of, and and then I'll let you go ahead and answer that. But it yeah. was interesting to me to really think about where the roots are and what God was actually orchestrating, and from what location too. Yeah. So it started in London mm-hmm. um, with a group of uh, Christians that were um, already meeting together in what we would consider a small group okay um they're doing life together they're studying studying the word together they're applying Mm -hmm. the word together learning what it meant to to pray um it wasn't a particular church per se it was Mm -hmm. a group of people that were probably of of a similar church but i think they they weren't even of only that's that church Right. They, they really were just a community of they believers. Were, they were just a community of believers, similar to uh, a lot of small groups, you know, that like that, that I'm part of a small group, and we don't all go to the same church, mm-hmm. but we fellowship together, um, right. and we, you know, we get in the Word together. So they were, they were a group, and the way the Spirit works is He impresses something, speaks. Mm-hmm. to somebody in that group and say, I'm calling you to learn to intercede for Jews and Israel. Mm-hmm. And, and think about it, and this is how it works. You know, if if God even says to you, hey, Kathy, uh, I'd like you to intercede uh, for, um, you know, Dan's work. Mm-hmm. Okay, you hear it. What's your next question? What do you want me praying for? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what are you talking about? See, it's not, and this is important for us to understand the life of God, is it's not like I want you to intercede or I want you to do X. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, fine, I'll go do it. Well, you don't even no. know what you don't even know what's about yet. And all he does. Every part of it starts at dependence, right? Every part of it. And remember, uh, the Holy Spirit, and we've talked about this through our abiding, uh, one of his roles, and this is in John 16, 13 to 15, is to alert you to things to come. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, this is a really interesting statement that we need to broaden. Typically, if I hear that, he's alerting me of things to come, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, well, then it's about me. Mm. Uh, and he says, right. sometimes. 
But <laughs> other times, it's actually I'm drawing you to something new mm-hmm. that I'm up to, and I'm going to have you join me in my work. Mm-hmm. And, and look, we look at it as kingdom work, something that God right. is up to that's bigger than me, and it's not even an organization. It's not a program. It's it's a truly work that, hey, I'm alerting you to do this. Uh, and we have a great a couple of great examples, several great examples in Scripture, but one of them would be Peter who went up, you know, to pray at, at before dinner, and he gets a vision. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what's that? You know, and uh, well, I'm alerting you. I use that to alert you of something to come. You're going to have to process with me until you finally understand it. And then when you understand it, that's just the beginning of it to then mm-hmm. follow where I'm taking you to fulfill what I'm up to. You know, and right. so um, when you look at intercession, they were told, "I want you to begin uh, interceding for Jews." And Israel. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? <laughs> I'll let you know. Get together mm-hmm. and start processing. And by the way, um, and I believe this, this is probably how it went, they had already understood a few things. My, my uh, kind of uh, understanding of what happened is, well, let's start digging into the word. Mm-hmm. What does it even say about Israel returning? Mm. And there's there's things in the scriptures that right. do. okay well, they started processing that okay what does that mean and uh, now they're in London and they're forming a group and they start going deeper and deeper and deeper and they understand oh our our calling at the moment our assignment at the moment mm-hmm. is we as a group are to begin to join you in what you're up to about returning Israel as a nation. And we're the, we're the ones to start the process. God says, yes. Right. Okay. Um, now, as they, they did that, think about their sharing life with other people, other believers. Uh, well, what exciting thing is happening to you? You know, where, where, because, and we do that. Think about when we get together. Oh, yeah. What's the question we ask everybody? Hey, what, what cool thing has God up to, you know? Right, Um, right. And it's like, oh, I'm part of this. I'm doing this. And oh, and, and so other people would say, oh, uh, well, um, God, are you calling me to join that? You know, and people, some people were. And so the group got bigger and bigger and more and more uh, together. And now regularly they're, Meeting, praying, what now, what next? Uh, well, um, and God's continuing to provide insight and steps. Yeah. yeah, and and one of the things that did happen was, uh, well, I want your group to go to Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Go see what it's like. They did. They went. Uh, now remember the by this time, Britain had established a place of, of uh, you know, a, a, call it an embassy, and they were influencing the government of the, the area, which was primarily at this time, you know, Muslim. Um, mm-hmm. But they were influencing it, and they were there, uh, and they had an opportunity to be there. 
so these people would travel to the embassy and then you know, walk around and talk to people and, okay, what's up and what's going on? God would show them truth, and then they would say, okay, now based on what I understand, what do you want us to do? Yeah. And mm-hmm. they learned over time. And by the way, they weren't at the moment when they first started this. Uh, let's say, you know, remember it was 1850s, so 1860s, 1870s. Um, they were just traveling back and forth. Right. Uh, they weren't physically located there. Uh, they weren't. Okay. They weren't residing there. They were just uh, back and forth. And they and God said, "Do you do you notice the kids aren't don't have a very good education?" Mm. Yeah. So as they're traveling back and forth, God yeah. is highlighting things. Highlighting things. And so yes. I want you to now have some people go mm-hmm. and set up schools. Mm. Don't worry about converting them. Just set up schools, and do it as and do it with a pure. And this is what, what the even the Jews who were like, I don't really want you here, mm-hmm. uh, because you 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 I know you believe in this Jesus, and right. I don't I don't want to even hear about that. Um, and they were kind of semi persecuted a little bit, uh, but when they started to do things with a purity. And they never tried to convert them. Right. They just set up a school. Right. And they served those kids. And they, oh, you know what? Yeah, we kind of like this. Um, And we're not experiencing you trying to convert us, so that's good. Mm. Then they did the same thing for hospitals and medicine. Uh, They started serving people. and, and, uh, And now more people are moving from London the, the intercessory group is still functioning pretty much from London, but people are now moving, and they were recruiting people, teachers, medicine, doctors, mm-hmm. to go um, and live in Jerusalem. Right. Um, so oh, let's say by the, oh, I think it's the late 1880s and 90s, uh, there's a pretty good group of people now residing in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have the safety of the, of the embassy that they are protected and they're functioning pretty much in and out of that embassy um, mm-hmm. as a as a focal point. In Britain, government is supporting everything they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you you want to do this? Let, let us help you. Let us give you protection. Let us give you. You know, we'll pave the way. We'll work with the local government. Um, well, in the 1890s, uh, they were called by God. I want you now to establish a church in the embassy in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. called Christ Church. Um, and you're protected so that you can do because this. you're within the British Embassy. Yeah, yeah, and you don't need to broadcast this. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're not inviting other people to come. It's you who are connected mm-hmm. and know how to enter the embassy because you're British. Right. Now have, now have a church. Having a protective place of have worship. A, have a yeah. place of worship and a place of getting in the word and, and going deeper. That's and awesome. So they form this church, and now there's more and more people who are uh, not going back and forth from London to Jerusalem. They're living in Jerusalem, mm-hmm. and they're, they're in this church, and it's, okay, now what? You know, now what? And and they just kept getting stronger and more powerful relative to the spiritual power of it and seeing great, great supernatural things happen. Um, and again, they, they, they weren't told 
oh, by the way, there's going to be a world war uh, coming up. <laughs> right, right. It's <laughs> um, just be faithful, be faithful, be faithful. And then all of a sudden, uh, the World War One comes, and mm-hmm. the Muslims um, are are joining the Germans, and they would like to take back over Jerusalem completely, mm-hmm. but they but they don't succeed, um, and they they were active in opposition. By the way, we'll talk about this later about World War Two, uh, because of what happened in World War One. In World War Two, the Muslims didn't participate. It's like, yeah, we're not, we're not going to take a side here. We're not going to, we're not going to, okay. because hey, we we know what happened. You know, we're not doing that. Um, <laughs> so, um, World War One comes. Uh, the Germans lose. The Axis lose. Uh, and uh, through the U.S. government, they set up the League of Nations. Mm-hmm. Um, and Britain is already ensconced in Jerusalem. Right. And so they officially said, you, Britain, you govern. Uh, now, it's not, we're not giving that to you as a, a place, as, as a, a holding of yours. We're just giving you the privilege to, to govern there uh, in, mm. in Jerusalem uh, under the League of Nations, and they did. So now the church um, was, remember, was there located in the embassy. Okay. Uh, and... They worked with the embassy, who now become you know the, the governing of Jerusalem, and they established officially again. And they went through the League of Nations, called the British Mandate. Okay. The British Mandate was specifically, we, Britain through the League of Nations, are going to invite, protect, and fund Jews returning to Israel. Mm. And that's what the, when they whenever you hear the British mandate, it's about the Jews and the Jews returning. Okay. Uh, and it was an official doctrine, uh-huh. and that intercessory group kept praying and praying and praying. Um, and post World War One, post World War One, and they okay. worked they worked with the uh, the government of Britain to have that British mandate function. So between you know nineteen twenty. In 1940, a big number of Jews returned back to Israel because now mm-hmm. they want to go back to their land. Uh, now, they're not a government yet. Right. But they want to go back to my land because I'm drawn to that place that was called Israel, um, and I would like to be there. And I've got safety now that I haven't had mm-hmm. since, since we got dispersed in 70 AD, all because of that intercessory group and, right. and the power of all that God did through the British government mm-hmm. to allow it to come back. To prepare uh, a place for them. To prepare, right. you know, a place, you know, for them to come back. Um, so um, uh, they are, uh, and they come back. Okay, now World War II happens. Mm-hmm. Okay, now uh, think about uh, the Jews have gotten big population growth in Israel. Mm-hmm. However, because because it's still dispersed, there's big pockets of Jews in all these different countries. Germany, right. Poland, uh, Russia. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's lots of Jews still living there in community. And they've gotten, <laughs> it's kind of like... Uh, 
uh, what happened with uh, Pharaoh mm-hmm. and, and the Jews, they, they exploded in population. Right. Um, and they're a big piece of those communities. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, along comes Hitler. Um, and what, what is one of Hitler's primary goals? Was wiping out the Jews. Wiping out the Jews. Now, as you start to just remember, and as you start to have perspective on, on life, um, what's behind it all? It's, it's spiritual stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, who's behind, who's behind that? Satan. Right. Why? Because Satan wants to and knows that Israel is the center of things at the end. And right. he and his goal is to eliminate God. Annihilate them, yeah. God on earth. And so it wasn't at that point even Christians. It was, I'm going after the Jews. And he had this, you know... Uh, uh, Aryan race and Jews weren't part mm-hmm. of it, and uh, we got to get rid of them. And, and people even even accepted that uh, that, and that's why it's called the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, by the way, interesting enough, uh, Aiden uh, he went on a mission trip in Poland and went to uh, uh, Auschwitz uh, or mm-hmm. Dachau I've been or there. Yeah. Uh, whatever that is there in Poland, and uh, he was he said he was overwhelmed by it. Uh, mm-hmm. It was, it was unfathomable of uh, the atrocities of that place, and you mm-hmm. could and because it's still physically there, and you there, feel and it. And There's a presence, yeah. you know, and it, it was overwhelming to him, and it was real. And the one, the one good thing, by the way, that uh, Eisenhower did, because he actually made the statement. He said, "I'm going to photograph everything, and we're going to make these memorials, mm-hmm. because the world will forget." Right. And they'll they'll start to and by the way it's happening they're trying to rewrite history that it didn't even exist, mm-hmm. but it but it really did. Uh, okay, now uh, the reason that you know Satan through Hitler was trying to eliminate the Jews is because of something he knows at the end. So go to um, uh, Revelation chapter uh, nineteen, uh, and we'll go to. Uh, 17 to 21. 17 to 21, yep. Sure. Then I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the birds that fly in the midst of heaven, Come and gather together for the supper of the great God, that you may eat the flesh of kings, the flesh of captains, the flesh of mighty men, the flesh of horses and of those who sit on them, and the flesh of all the people, free and slave, both small and great. And I saw the beast, the king of the earth, and their armies gathered together to make war against him who sat on the horse and against his army. Then the beast was captured, and with him the false prophet who worked signs in his presence, by which he deceived those who received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped his image. These two were cast alive in the lake of fire, burning with brimstone, and the rest were killed with the sword which proceeded from the mouth of him who sat on the horse. And all the birds were filled with their flesh. Yeah. So he's talking here about the, the battle at the end. Uh, mm-hmm. This is, uh, and then the next thing we, we read about is the millennium, uh, where Christ returns, is the Messiah on earth. Uh, mm-hmm. But he's talking about the final battle that occurs, uh, that the beast is coming to eliminate uh, Israel. Okay, so go to uh, 16, chapter 16. Uh, and um, it, it describes this. Um, okay. And, uh, Verses 12 to 16. 12 I believe, to 16, right? yep. 
Then the sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates, and its water was dried up, so that the way of the kings from the east might be prepared. And I saw three unclean spirits, like frogs, coming out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. Okay, now, uh, remember, this is the unholy trinity. Mm, uh, the, okay. dra the dragon is Satan. Right. The beast is the Antichrist at this point. Um, and remember, just so we understand it, that the beast is, is uh, moves in description from, first of all, the beast is the ten nation or the ten headed entity, the one world government. And then out of that becomes the Antichrist, and then he mm -hmm. becomes the essence of the beast. So the, at this point, he's the Antichrist, and the false prophet is somebody who is supporting this as a right. Christian saying, yeah, this and is... declaring him as the Christ. Th this is all good, and yes, he's God. Um, so okay. uh, he says, I see you know, these three, uh, and they're operating together. Go ahead. Okay. For they are the spirits of demons performing signs which go out to the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. Behold, I am coming as a thief. Blessed is he who watches and keeps his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. And they gathered them together to the place in Hebrew, um, place called in Hebrew Armageddon. Armageddon. Okay, now this is um, a very specific place. Uh, mm -hmm. It's the Valley of Megiddo, which is north of Jerusalem. And the Antichrist and the beast have gathered 200, 200 million people to come against and annihilate Israel mm -hmm. uh, at the valley at the valley of Megiddo, which is Armageddon. Okay. Uh, well, why? Well, because they've tried, they tried, they tried, and their technology could never fulfill it. So they decide we we need to go back to just simple warfare and just overwhelm them with people. Um, and we've got way more than them. So, and they, and they don't get a little bit more, they get 200 million mm -hmm. to gather and, and you could, they could actually be there in that, in that valley. And all they have to do is come against probably the, you know, the five, six, seven, eight, ten million 10 million of, of Jews and they can just defeat them. And they're not worried about uh, bombs and, and airplanes and missiles and any of that. They're, they're coming to march against them because they can just mm -hmm. over, overwhelm them. Um, and it's called the Valley uh, of Megiddo, the Battle of Armageddon. And it's the center of all that is Israel. Um, mm -hmm. And it's why? Well, because the Jews are the ones that now have the banner, take on the banner of Christianity. And Satan, which we just, we just read with Hitler, or we just understood about Hitler, is trying to eliminate the Jews. Right. So at this point, to your knowledge or what the Bible says on this, will there be a significant percentage of Jews who have become Christian? They will have become Christians. Uh, okay. they, they call it, they uh, say they carry the banner okay. of Christianity. So they have, they have finally seen the light okay. and that, oh, he is the Messiah. We do understand now that he, what he did and we believe it. And they become the, the, the center of it and it appears from what we can read in scripture, and again, we remember we talk about the rapture, uh, is the Gentiles, mm -hmm. Christians, the remnant, they've been raptured, either pre-trib mm -hmm. or mid-trib, 
and the only ones left are the Jews, they're not raptured mm. uh, because they're Who the, then carry the banner. They carry the banner, and mm. because and and partly is because if you go into chapter twenty, it says they now reside with Christ. Mm-hmm. on earth to repopulate the earth and to now govern the earth with Christ being the lead. Mm. And they join it. And so it talks about the Jews join him. Well, to join him, just think how simple this is. If I'm going to join Christ, I have to be what? A believer. Right, right. Otherwise, I can't join him. So they're believers. Um, mm, and, they, cool. and they become believers. So uh, they're there. Uh, and uh, World War uh, you know, II happens with the attempt to annihilate him. And, of course, they have these great atrocities. But they're still existing. And, of course, Hitler gets defeated. Uh, the Muslims, I said, they didn't even participate in the war. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, we're not taking sides anymore because we didn't, it didn't work out too well for this us last time. This didn't go well so, for us. <laughs> so we're just going to stay on the sidelines. Um, so Britain through now the United Nations mm-hmm. say by the United Nations you Britain now think it's 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 now almost a hundred years mm-hmm. when they were called the interstart interceding and Britain not only were they was a group of believers interceding but they were working with the British government mm to fulfill what God was up to and they and they took on that uh you know that mandate um and so they were completely sold out and for the return of the Jews right okay fascinating. so so they said to Britain United Nations now mm-hmm. uh, you facilitate returning the Jews back into a nation Mm-hmm. in Israel and they did and in 1947 so the war ended in 44 mm-hmm. uh, over two or three years of, of the British government working with the United Nations and by the way remember what had they been doing ever since World War One? come back to Israel come back to Israel right. well they're, they have enough Jews to actually run a government and they said, okay, we're handing it over to you. You are now a nation. And you right. have this land. And you govern this land under the way that you want to establish you know, your government. Mm-hmm. Which is what they did. Uh, through the help of the Britain uh, that was basically this a is, democracy. Yeah, and this is where you've said they were recognized as a nation by other countries and then put the government in place. Correct. However, according to their tradition, they did not yet consider themselves a nation until a certain percentage of the Jews were back. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. So that uh, legally they were a nation and everybody uh, in the world, because set up by the League of Nations, Mm -hmm. recognized them as a country. Right. Uh, so it would be like Germany exists and France exists and England exists. And uh, now Israel exists again. And they have their own destiny under their governance. And they set up a democracy. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, because that's what Britain was. Um, and so they set it up as a democracy. Um, 
Now, by the way, uh, when they were, when they were restored, then they only had a portion of the biblical land that God had given Israel and Joshua. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had some of it, but not all of it. Right. But they were they were happy. Great. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, and one thing they interesting enough, uh, you know, they were coexisting with the Muslims. Um, and the Muslims by this time had built the Dome of the Rock, the mosque, the big worshiping mosque at the site of the temple on the, on the Temple Mount. Uh, so they were coexisting, but they were, they were having the government there. In 1967, uh, the nations around Israel, who were Muslim, decided, we're, you know what, we can beat these guys, and let's take, the, take it back over. Now think about, they've been doing that since 600 A.D., Mm-hmm. They've been used to okay, yeah, we don't we don't have it now, but we're going to go back and get it again. And they and this why it was back and forth the crusades, and sometimes they had it, sometimes they didn't. They were used to attacking and gaining it, and they and they did. They they came together, all the nations around Israel, to annihilate them. Hmm. And it's called the Six Day War. Right, right. Miraculous winning by the Jews over this massive army against mm-hmm. them. And it didn't it makes even no sense aside from God's favor. Yeah, and and just think of six days. Mm-hmm. We didn't even you know win uh, you know Iraq in six days. We were running pretty fast, but it wasn't six days. Right, six days, and they defeated him, and they they gave up. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Israel took back all the biblical land. Uh, in that six six day war, right, um, and now they have the biblical land back. Uh, the one thing they didn't do, which which they would you know kind of regret, is I think we should have taken back the Temple Mount. Mm-hmm. But they said now for the sake of of the world, why don't we just let them continue there? And right. so they coexisted with the Palestinians. Yeah, but and that has been a source of contention now for ever a long since. Time. And, and, yeah. and the argument is that well, why don't you go back to the forty-seven land, not not keep the, what you had in sixty-seven? And of course, uh, Netanyahu and the Jews say, uh, no, this is our biblical land. We're not giving it up. Um, right. And they 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 keep talking about the two-state system, and Netanyahu's clever is that. You know, I'm not going to say no, mm-hmm. but in order to have a two-state system, you have to agree that none of you or your sex will come and come against us and try to uh, get rid of us. Mm-hmm. And they can't do that, right? Because they can't That's say against their belief system. Yeah, it's too, against their right? belief system, and they can't say to their different factions, mm-hmm. "We're going to quit." our purity of what we are and Netanyahu knows that. So right. it's like, yeah, okay, if you want to go ahead. Well, we're not going to do that. Well, then we're not then we're not going to have a two-state system. Right. Until right. you agree that we're going to be in peace completely, I'm not doing it. And they can't agree to that. It's really clever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it doesn't happen. So that um, now they are functioning and over since since 67 till now um the number of Jews kept returning and returning and returning. They mm-hmm. keep getting, and by the way, it's pure Jews. And that's when, you know, Netanyahu, uh, when I met with him in 1998, 
you know, what do you, where, where do you think, you know, the nation of Israel is in the, in the end? He said, well, you know, we're not a nation yet. It's like, well, mm. yes, you are. Well, no, we don't consider ourselves a nation until over half of the world's pure Jews live in Israel. Are back in, are back home. <laughs> which, which explains something to me because Jesus said when the nation of Israel is restored, that generation mm-hmm. will see the end. Uh, so I, th- I thought, okay, that, that finally makes sense to me because I, right. I don't think from 67 to and even it was only a few years away to 2007 uh, that it's not the time yet. I don't see that happening right. yet. Um, well, uh, Netanyahu again in 2012 mm-hmm. at, a, at a, a secular speech said, hey, before I start, I got an announcement to make. Today we became a nation. We're we're now over fifty percent of all the pure G- tribes of Israel are living back in Israel. Uh, by so the way, based on the biblical, the biblical prophecy and all of that, then the generation that sees that two thousand twelve return of the nation will yeah. also see the end. Yeah. Which correct? is one of the reasons why, and particularly with what's going on, you know, as I've understood that, it's like, is it is it likely that we'll see this in the next? you know, 40 years from 2012, which would be a generation. Mm-hmm. My sense is, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. um, that happened. It happened. Right. And, and the Bible is true. It's accurate. So it seems to me that there's there's a now a sequence mm-hmm. that says that something. set in motion. You know, and, and the thing that I've always had to watch, I have to be careful of that God reminded me is, don't you try to figure out that time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, just keep processing and see right. and understand the signs and the and one, walk with me and one watch world government, you know. Him. But that um, since Israel is a nation and is the center of attention and will become the banner of Christianity at the tribulation and into the millennium, is um, start to uh, inquire of me, God speaking, about. How do I want you to intercede? How do I want mm-hmm. you to That's understand? Good. How do I want you to uh, understand truth so that even the heart of think about the heart of the Christians that are sent to Israel, mm-hmm. Jerusalem, their heart was, well, shouldn't I convert them all to Jesus? Right. And Jesus and said, uh, said, no, I've not, got no, another plan. <laughs> not right now. No, because yeah. if you if you approach it that way, it will not fulfill what I'm up to. Mm-hmm. So that's not what I'm asking you to do, even though I know that's your heart. So right. it's not about shouldn't I or should I do this. Mm-hmm. Right now we're urging everybody that it, it is significant. It's the center of attention as we go to the end. Uh, it happened. They're a nation. There are terrific things happening with Christianity over there. And we'll talk more about that uh, next time. But um, there's no, you. here's a program for you to do or even a perspective of you to have. Mm-hmm. It's really to start understanding it is, it is real. It is biblical. We just need to understand it deeper and what is our, our uh, view of it. And then how do you want us to participate in that uh, by interceding? Remember, interceding is both joining what God is up to in just understanding and prayer, but it's also will be some action. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, for example, Lyndon, I want to think... An that invitation we, that he has for us to join him in his work. Right? As we as we understood it, one of the questions was, 
and this was pre prior to uh, you know Netanyahu's statement. Um, what do you want us to do? Mm-hmm. He said, I want you to understand and go deeper and see what's going on with people, Jews, returning to Israel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we did a search on that. We have a friend that's, that's head of a ministry, um, and it's called Aliyah, and that's the return of Jews to Israel. Mm. And there's a whole program that cooperates with the Jewish government that if we can get them and pay their way and give them resources to start, Mm-hmm. in Jerusalem or in Israel, Israel as a country will receive them and get them into society so that they go to work and they have places to live and they're functioning not by you continuing to support them. You just get them there, get them, get them launched, and then we'll take it from there, which they do. And so we, we Linda and I, one of the things that Linda and I have been called to do is keep funding that. Mm-hmm. You keep participating in that because this ministry is fantastic, you know, and and that's one of the things that we do. So we'll we'll talk more about it. We've really gone uh, long today, but um, <laughs> but uh, it's fascinating, and I think it's so important for us to to really understand the context of all of this in order even to be having these conversations. Yeah, it really you know? is, and it and it's it's a deep deep stuff. And we'll continue this even next time a little bit further about what does that mean and and how do we uh, process this, but. I would just say that it is the center of attention. They mm-hmm. are they do become the banners of Christ and they are involved in the battle of Armageddon that go into the millennium. So our question would be what's our perspective and mm-hmm. what would you have me participate in? Which by the way could be uh, you know at the moment you don't need to worry about this. This is not not right. something I'm putting on your heart, but if you have a heart for Israel and there's lots of opportunity uh, to do that, and one of the things, by the way, we'll uh, we'll try to have a guest on um, a person that I, that I've been involved with uh, by helping her grow in Christ and abide is is Diane Gomez. Yes, and, well, we've had her a while yeah. ago, but it'd be great to have her and, back on again now. She she has been on. even sensing. She's actually part of a Jewish uh, messianic uh, congregation up in Chicago. And there's all kinds of cool stuff going on. So I think we should have her mm, back. I'd love to hear that, uh, yeah. And have her join us. So, uh, again, Father, we thank you for this privilege of sharing the truth about this. Uh, and may we all have a heart to know the truth, to understand it. What's our perspective and how are you calling us into our place uh, with this? And may we have an openness to what you're up to. And we thank you in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for sharing and thank you for joining us, everyone. As always, if you have questions, send them in to questions at afjministry.com and we'll look forward to seeing you next time. Yep, we'll see you then. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments And tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.